Hello, everyone. This is Tomahawk Talk. I am your host, Brett Rutherford, and you are either listening to this as a podcast or live on WVFS Tallahassee, the voice of Florida State. If you are listening on WVFS, unfortunately, we are not live tonight, but we hope to be back in studio whenever it is safe to do so, and we are still grateful to be joining you through your radio this evening. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Gary Putnick. Gary, how are you, my man? I'm doing well, man. I've enjoyed the this past weekend. We had some live sports, more live sports, Bundesliga, uh, the match, and even another documentary. I really enjoyed the first part of the Lance documentary, the Lance Armstrong one on ESPN. It's great so far. I can't wait for episode two next weekend. It sounds like 30 for 30 is really, you know, they're going to they're have a good summer. They had oh, yeah. the last dance. Now they got Lance. And the one I'm really excited for is Long Gone Summer about mm-hmm. McGuire and Sosa in, 90, in the 98 season. So, yeah, 30 for 30, back and better than ever. Um, before we introduce our panel tonight, I've got to let the listeners in on what we're working on for next week's episode because I'll admit, I am very, very excited. You know, listen, guys, we know there's been a lack of Florida State content on this show. Even though it's with good reason, you know, there's no Florida State sports being played. We want to get talk, back to talking about the Knowles. That's what this show is. It's called Tomahawk Talk, for Christ's sake. That's why for next week's episode, we'll be revisiting the 2016 Florida State football season. Although that is probably the last season that fans would deem as successful, quote-unquote, the events that played out throughout that year laid the groundwork for what was a terrible finish to the 2010s. Uh, Gary nor myself were around personally for that season, so we wanted to bring someone else that was. Next week, we'll be joined by Ryan Kelly, formerly of V89 and Tomahawk Talk, and currently a reporter with WCTV. Gary, you know Ryan. He, he's sure to have uh, some incredible stories from that year, and I can't wait for you guys to be able to hear them next week. If you want to prepare that episode, maybe refresh yourself on what happened on the 2016 season or learn a bit, little bit more about it, I, I recommend, if you can, watching the Showtime series, A Season With, uh, which followed the Florida State program for that entire season. Uh, it's there's it's not maybe the best show, but uh, it definitely gives you an inside look into what was going on with Jimbo Fisher's team that year um, because it, it's pretty crazy. You know, f- we're four years removed from that season, and we've seen three different coaching staffs at Florida State, uh, two starting quarterbacks, and uh, a lot of other crazy stuff that's happened. But, but, but Gary, are, are you pumped to have that episode next week? I love that season. That was one of the, that was my senior uh, year of high school. And I was only able to make it to one game in that whole season for an FSU football game. And that was the orange bowl. And I was thinking this is going to be great. Florida state's going into next year. My first year in college, they're going to be starting to play a lot better. It's on the up and up. And little did I know it was just the beginning of the end. (laughs) And we'll save a lot of this for next week's episode, but you know, because you and I weren't in Tallahassee, we weren't covering the team. We mm-hmm. weren't on Tomahawk Talk. We didn't necessarily have the insight that so many other people did that things at Florida State weren't as bubbly as they appeared. And when you and I started at Florida State in the fall of 2017, Florida State were national title favorites. You know, it was them and Alabama, and they were opening the season playing against each other. And obviously, we know how that ended. Mm. Um, but I, I think this will be a really – fun deep dive in that season hey maybe if it goes well we'll look at 2017 2018 or 2019 uh those i don't know if they'll be as fun uh, but they'll definitely be interesting now to our panel back on the panel tonight is alex DePriest. after killing it on the last dance trivia last week beating the champion gate easily i think he finished in last 
and edging out former champ Gary in a close one. Alex, were you expecting to be back on the show this week? And, and how do you think you'll fare tonight in sports movie trivia? That is the theme for tonight. Look, I never doubt myself in trivia. I, I know that I can win any round of trivia there is. I prepped really hard for today. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that I'm on this show until Tallahassee becomes tired of hearing my voice. I watched <laughs> all the classics. I watched Air Bud. I watched Air Buddies. I watched Basketball oh, no. and Rocky Five. Uh, Rocky other than Five? That, <laughs> Why Rocky Five? Uh, because it's the classic. Um, <laughs> other than that, this week I, uh, I picked blueberries. You know, I picked like three pounds, made some refreshments. Uh, I made a, a pie with it. And I've been watching a Seinfeld rerun. So all in all, pretty excited week. Exciting. Yeah, I won't give away any of the movies that are featured on tonight's trivia. Uh, it's 10 questions. But Alex, I'm, I'm glad you came prepared. I, I can vouch for Alex and his trivia skills. Not only did he win on last week's episode, but since we've been locked up, I mentioned it last week, Alex and I are roommates. He's right down the hall from me recording this. Uh, he is very good at Trivial Pursuit. So we went halvesies on Trivial Pursuit because we knew we were going to be stuck together for a while. And uh, so far, it hasn't, been, uh, hasn't gone very well for me. Next on our panel tonight, back again, is Tyler Phillips, like Gianna, who we had on last week. Tyler is also a re recent graduate of Florida State. So congratulations to you, Tyler. And we just can't seem to get rid of him on Tomahawk Talk. I mean, I say that, but I am still here hosting the show. Tyler, how have you been, buddy? And, and congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been good. Um, Definitely not seen the last of me. Uh, I am, you know, going to D.C. here in about two months. Um, I'm going to be moving mid-July uh, for grad school, but I hope to come on the show uh, even in a capacity, maybe even by phone, uh, you know, sometime in the near future. You're not going to get rid of me that easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope, you know, in the fall you'll, you'll be calling in to, to a new host, but uh, yeah, congratulations! I know going over, going up to DC for for grad school is is huge, and uh, we are super proud of you at V eighty nine. And, and and rounding out our panel is Will Morton making his debut on Tomahawk Talk. He's been part of the station for a little while, but got a chance to study abroad this past semester. But he's back in the states. Will, what has your last semester you know been like, especially with everything that's that's gone on? Well, it was, it was crazy to, uh, to start off. You know, I was watching FSU basketball games at four in the morning, <laughs> which is just a great, great use of my time. And then in uh, the first week of March, got kicked out of Spain. And then that, right as the NBA ended, got kicked out of Spain, came back, and I've just been trying to find sports since. <laughs> Did you have any trouble getting back into the country? Not really. No, not, not a whole lot. I just, you had to get back quick or else you weren't getting yeah. back. Well, good. I heard some horror stories about students that were yeah. studying abroad in Europe and they all eventually got back, at least the ones I've heard. Um, but it, some of them went through some difficulties, but I'm glad you're back. You're here. You're safe in, in making your debut on Tomahawk Talk. Now let's get into it. This past weekend, we did have some more live sports. They are slowly but surely coming back. The Bundesliga was still underway, and they're actually having matches uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday night, but if you're listening to this, there's some uh, you know, good Bundesliga slate uh, today on Tuesday. Uh, Dortmund and Bayern are playing. But what we got to watch this weekend was something that had been talked about, and actually this is a, the, the sequel, I guess you could say, um, to the match, which was a golf match between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. They rolled this back last. They rolled this out last year, and it was supposed to be a pay-per-view event. 
um, on BR Live, Turner's streaming service, the, through Bleacher Report, and they were charging, I think, what was it, 20 bucks to watch it, but it turned out to have a lot of technical difficulties. It wasn't a great broadcast, and I think eventually, halfway through, they opened up the stream for free. Uh, and, and, but now, this past weekend, we got the match 2.0. So it was Tiger and Phil once again. This time, they were joined by two of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time, Uh, Tiger Woods was paired with Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson was paired with, with Tom Brady. So Gary, what were your expectations like going into the match 2.0 after knowing how kind of a nightmare uh, the the first rendition of the match was? I was hoping and expecting that TNT and the broadcast crew would kind of take a, take a backseat and let the players do the talking. And I assumed now the players kind of understood how much they could talk, how much they couldn't. And I thought they did a really good job of that on this time because they let the game breathe. They let Tom and Phil and Peyton and Tiger kind of do the majority of the talking, the broadcasting. And every now and then you'd hear Chuck or whoever, or Trevor, Trevor Immelman jump in with some good insight. And even JT, Justin Thomas had some really good uh, comments on the course, especially to Chuck there at the end or in the middle of the round. But I thought it was over, overall it was well-produced. And that's the thing that they really built on and the thing they kind of struggled with the last time. And even though it was a pandemic, I'd still say it was better than the first production-wise. Like, what were your thoughts on it? It was good. And, and, and I've been saying this about everything um, that has been produced live um, during the quarantine or during the pandemic that I go in with very low expectations. And because of that, I tend to be a little more entertained. I mentioned this with WrestleMania and uh, the KBO and stuff that's coming back. Uh, They're just trying. The networks are trying to bring us live sports because they need to make money too. Um, But I I enjoyed it. Alex, I know you had a chance to watch at least a little (laughs) bit of it uh, with me in the living room yesterday. But what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I'd say I thought it was well-produced just for the sole fact that Charles Barkley was calling the, uh, yeah. the match. Uh, I really missed his voice, and I kind of enjoyed some of the banter just between Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. It was fun to see that interaction on the golf course, and uh, I really think that you know the announcers and Charles Barkley did a good job of having some jokes ready but not necessarily like inserting themselves into the middle of the, uh, the game. Yeah, and, and there was – some technical difficulties, which is to be, you know, expected because there's never been a golf broadcast like this. There were also some weather issues. <laughs> so Gary, you were down there in South Florida yesterday. Uh, what did you think? I didn't think they were going to play a full 18. What, what, what did you think? So I was up about 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm about 45 minutes South of Hope Sound, kind of the Jupiter area where it was taking place. And I did not expect this thing to be happening because it was raining from when I woke up all the way through this whole match. And it just felt like the course was going to be flooded. There was the greens were going to have really bad spots in them. And once they got to them on TV, they were fine. But I think they, I think you got to give credit to the medalists. They for sure had to have their greens keeping crew going ahead of them and rolling the whole, rolling the greens prior to the players actually getting there just to make sure it was completely clear of all water. And it, it was definitely weird, obviously, seeing the golfers with no caddies. Uh, but what I loved is, is the golf carts. And they all mm-hmm. had, like, decked out golf carts with, uh, you know, uh, I don't – what's the word I'm thinking of? A de- decals. The wraps, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and these just awesome-looking golf carts that I think they auctioned off for charity. Another cool part of the broadcast that needs to be mentioned 
almost all of the money this was making uh, was going to coronavirus relief. So they raised twenty million dollars. Jeez, and, and then you had you had um, other celebrities and athletes that were like betting on the the golf as it was being played, and all of that money was going to charity as well. Kepka, and we'll talk about this in a second. Kepka's mm-hmm. throwing out a couple hundred thousand dollars that he was willing to donate. Well, I want to get back to the golf carts and how that related to the pace of play. And yeah. it did it. I thought that we were going to fly through this round. I thought this was going to be very quick and very good. Just like the lot, like the match that we had a few weeks ago with the Taylor made one at Seminole. That one was quick, even though they're all walking and carrying their own bags. That's only because DJ and all of them are very quick players. and They don't need to think that much. DJ doesn't really think that much anyways, but uh, I, they really just the formatting slowed them down a ton. And that's what yeah. really killed it. The first half was, it was crawling. It was a snail's pace. And I really just wish they did uh, alternate shot for the whole way through. Yeah, I almost turned it off. Uh, and, and it takes a lot for me to just turn something off when yeah. there's nothing else on TV. Um, but it, it took them. Well, first off, it started an hour late because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fair I, enough. Yeah, Not no, there's much. nothing you can do about that. <laughs> uh, it was really pouring. They, like, they started the broadcast and all of the, the four of them were out on the on the driving range and it's like pouring and they're trying to do interviews with these guys while it's pouring rain and they're in the middle of you know taking some shots um on the driving range but then it took another hour to get through the first three holes i'm like this is on a six hour pace this is just yeah. not one it's not great tv um especially when they were having those technical difficulties because you know, they, they were expecting, I think a lot of Pete fans were expecting uh, a banter back and forth. And there was that between some of the golfers, uh, but some of the best moments, like Alex said, Charles Barkley, you know, chiming in and going back and forth with, with Tom Brady. Um, but it was taking a long time. You had Phil, Phil was slow and he's like coaching Brady as, as the match goes along. And it's like, oh, come on now, let's get through it. Like you're not going to turn Brady into a better golfer in the next couple hours. Hey, I liked Phil's kind of coaching moments that he had. I think it was on the second hole. Justin Thomas was trying to get uh, Phil to show him kind of the mindset of a chip that he was about to hit. And hearing Phil talk about wedge play around the green is amazing. Cause he's obviously one of the best in the game when it comes to short game. But I thought that was a really cool moment that we didn't really get with the tailor-made match and we didn't get with the match one. And that's why I thought have really having JT as their on-course, uh, JT and Amanda Balionis as the on-course correspondence was amazing. Yeah, you know, it, it was good. And like I said, overall, I was entertained. I was pleased with what they did given the circumstances. And I think they, they got through the back nine a little quicker because mm-hmm. the rain was still they, – they, they were playing through the rain for I think it was like the 13th or 14th hole. It was pouring. It was oh, still no way they finished. It this. actually, it actually never stopped raining. It's just the camera could not pick up some of the yeah. light drizzle. So it was still. It didn't stop raining here in South Florida until maybe ten o'clock. Yeah, but it was pouring. Mm-hmm. You know, halfway yeah. through that back yeah. nine, and I'm just like, there's no chance they they finish this. Um, and and you know, hey, I'm, and Will can can probably agree with me here, but uh, watching our quarterback Will Tom Brady <laughs> playing on a wet course. Uh, even splitting his pants, were, were, were you scared at all that you know he was going to pick up an unnecessary injury? Oh, oh, absolutely. He's a uh, you know forty-three year old quarterback, you know, <laughs> six-time six-time champion quarterback, but forty-three years old. And I uh, I was worried he was going to pull a hammy or something. Yeah, but he he, uh, he hit the best shot of the day. So he did I have the best worried. shot. He was by far the worst golfer out there 
but uh, was that the seventh hole, Gary? Seventh he, hole, par five. He, he birdied fourth, from the fairway. His fourth shot was at about 150 out or so. He got uh, hey, I'll get into his swing right now. So his the whole day he looked afraid to take a divot. He was standing too tall coming through the ball, and so that's what was resulting in that slice a lot. So he wasn't hitting the ball pure. But the one time he took that divot was on that shot. And that's what resulted in that smooth swing and that nice backspin that you saw. And you say that because the first six holes and really every other hole but the seventh, yeah. I mean, he was slicing and shanking and could not find the fairway. It was just not having any good shots. But on that first tee, did anyone hit the fairway on the first hole? I think one I of them did. Tiger hit Tiger the fairway. Did. But even Phil had a terrible drive off yes. the first tee. Yes, but that also <laughs> that also comes into play when you're pl- when it's wet out and when you're yeah. playing golf, you're going to be a bit more scared because you don't want that club to fly out of your hands. So that's also what really screwed up Tom Brady's swing, I believe, in that whole match. But still, I think they also got the pairings wrong with this. I really yeah. – like Tom Brady's handicap is a, the biggest joke I've ever heard. I've heard rumors <laughs> that he's around a 10 it looked like he should be around a 15, 16, maybe higher with the way he played. And, and Peyton, Peyton was accurately marked, I think, at about a six. But they really should have gave Peyton to Phil because I think that would have made it a much, interesting, much more interesting match. Well, uh, Bud Elliott, I think, tweeted uh, that after the front nine was done, they should switch. That would have been cool. But then also, how do you kind of say who wins and who loses? You just play yeah, nine matches. You could have done two nine-hole alternate shot matches. You just mix it up and you throw more money on the yeah. line for, for charity. Uh, but for the betters out there, I think they would have been pissed because this was a big day for Vegas, I think. Exactly. Yeah, and so uh, I, at the end of the day, Tiger and Peyton, um, they won by a hole, but they dominated for most of this. Mm-hmm. On the front nine, they were playing best ball. So it was really everyone drives, and then uh, you're really playing off off Tiger and Phil. Well, um, no, it was best ball in the sense of it's more of like a two ball group where you each everyone yeah. plays their ball, and then you take the highest score or the best. Yeah, score. and I think there were only a couple holes where they took Peyton and and mm-hmm. Tom score, and I think one of them was probably the birdie, that par five birdie that Brady had hit the shot of the day. And um, was it even well? Even then, Tiger still squ- uh, finished that hole all square because he birdied as well. So, yeah, exactly. So they didn't even gain any ground. Mm-hmm. But they used Tom's score. So. Yes. And then the back nine. I was a little confused with how they did it. It was called a modified alternate ball on the mm-hmm. back nine. I actually thought it was more fun to watch because you oh, got, yeah. you, it made it more interesting. But talk to me a little bit, Gary, about what that means, what alternate ball means. This was a modified alternate ball. So usually you see alternate shot more in like the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, but you're seeing it here as a modified alternate shot where everyone tees off and then you kind of play more of like a best ball mentality where you take the best shot off the tee and then say it's Tiger, it's Phil and uh, Tom. So Phil hits his drive. They like Phil's shot. So then Tom has to hit the next shot and then Phil and then Tom and then it keeps alternating shots. But in a normal alternate shot format, it would go on the whole nine. It would have been Phil teeing off, then Tom, and then the next hole would have been Tom teeing off. So it would have been true alternate shot in the sense that you only get one tee off per team. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So well, I, like, Gary, I, I like that format, though. Yeah, no, it was definitely much better TV. But, Gary, I'm glad we got to talk to golf this week mm-hmm. for, for an extended period of time um, because it, it was fun to watch. And it's it was a good time. A, it was, 
it was the biggest sporting event of the weekend. So mm-hmm. it, it was a fun time. But there has been some more news in the NFL. Well, news that's been disputed from a couple different counts. But apparently, supposedly, Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, who had a franchise tag placed on him earlier this offseason. Um, and I don't know if this has been confirmed, uh, but if it was before or after the tag was placed, but turned down a large amount of money to remain the Dallas Cowboys quarterback for the next four years. Uh, This is shocking. We know that the Dak Cowboys storyline has been going on for quite some time now. And I think it's a microcosm of how the league and quarterbacks, you know, how quarterbacks get paid because no one is going to sit here and say that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the league. But if he's the best quarterback, the Cowboys can get, how much is he worth to them? And it, it really brings up an interesting conversation. I'm going to get Tyler involved on the, in the discussion here. But Tyler, from, from, if you're the Cowboys, if you're Jerry Jones, how much do you go out on a limb, even more so than what they just offered him, to try to keep Dak Prescott as, as your quarterback? Well, I mean, you got to look at it from a couple different uh, different ways. I mean, you got to look over, is there a better quarterback out there, like you said, um, whether that be in the draft or in free agency? Um, and if there isn't, I think they got to throw the house at him. I mean, Jerry Jones doesn't, I mean, I think money isn't really a, uh, a factor here. I think you look at Jerry Jones, he, he's got plenty of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. honestly, I think it's more about how long the contract is. I mean, a little bit about money, but more so how long. I mean, does Dak want to be in a contract for six, seven years, eight years? I think he wants more of a short term, but more money. So, And you also get into salary cap issues. Yeah. I kind of believe the model right now to win in the NFL, and it's maybe not the best long-term model, but it's to get a quarterback on a rookie contract build up the team around him. This is really what the Kansas City Chiefs did um, and have done with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And then go for a Super Bowl as quickly as you can before you have to pay the quarterback. And then obviously limits what you can do around the field. But Alex? Yeah, I I really only look at this news for like two different ways. And I think it only, uh, I think the first one is that it's kind of a bet on himself. It's a gamble. Uh, I think he knows that he showed a lot of improvement this season over the last one and hopes that maybe he can get an even bigger bag, you know, knowing that he'll be franchise tagged this year. Uh, Or a second, I mean, and this may sound blasphemous, maybe he doesn't necessarily like the circus that comes along with being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. It's It's a big limelight, a lot of responsibility. And I think there's a lot of teams out there that would just love to have him on the team. Uh, I mean, he's definitely good he's above average in the NFL and uh, I think there's a lot of other teams where he might just not have that spotlight and he'd really be viewed as maybe an even better player on just a different team and and that's true I think the Dallas Cowboys for the NFL it's kind of like playing for the New York Yankees or some of these other really big market teams the Cowboys you know are coined as America's team even though I really disagree with that Um, but the rumors are that he turned out 30 million dollars a year and he's making more than that this season on the franchise tag. I think he's making $31.4 million, um, if I'm not mistaken. But the fact that he turned down $30 million a year, it's, I don't even think that means he believes that he, he's worth more than that. He probably does. 
But I think more so what that means is that he'd like to see how much he's worth on the open market. And there are quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, prime example. We've talked about him a lot on this show recently because of all the things that he's done. Um, he thought he was worth more. And, and he definitely is worth more than $1.2 million or whatever the pay- Saints are paying him this year. But he thought that his value was going to be at least $25 million a season going into this past offseason as a starting quarterback in the league, whether that be in Tampa or anywhere else. Um, and, and that just wasn't the case. Now, that might be from a number of factors. One, there was a lot more quarterbacks on the open market, whether it be through trade or free agency. So maybe his value declined there. So maybe next year when Jameis Winston hits the open market, if he does so again, his value shoots up to even what he thought it was going to be this past offseason. And so with Dak, I think it's a really interesting situation because, yeah, if he hits the open market, the obvious answer is that, well, there's more people that would be trying to sign him so the value goes up. But what you've kind of seen happen this offseason, and I said Jameis Winston, but Cam Newton's another example, teams either start finding better solutions or cheaper solutions. And that comes through the draft. You know, a lot of teams drafted quarterbacks, including the Green Bay Packers, even though they don't have a starting position available, or they just went out and just got different quarterbacks. You got the Patriots, who, as as a, at the point of recording, are just going to stick with Jared Stidham. Um, but it, Alex, do you think eventually Dak and the Cowboys will will reach a deal, or he's going to be with them long term? I, I see them pretty much staying with Dak. Uh, I do think that this might have been a foolish attempt by him because uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a good time to be testing the open market. Who knows what's going to happen to the NFL salary cap in the next couple of years. But um, I I do think that he will stay a cowboy uh, in in the near future. It will. So some, some rumors that Dak wants 40 million a year. Is there any reality in which he could get that from any team? I really don't think so. I I personally think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Oh, I, wow. I, oh, I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. I they The Cowboys have seen that Dak Prescott has proved his worth to them, at least. I don't think many other NFL teams are really going to have the same opinion as him, as Jerry Jones, who loves to pay star players star player money. But I, I just can't imagine that any other team is going to look at him as highly as Jerry Jones. Yeah. I mean, right now at, the, at, at this time, there are eight quarterbacks that make $30 million a year. Ryan Tannehill's really close at $29.5 million, And there's some other quarterbacks that are up there as well. I think this might be from last year's. Um, maybe not, because I think that Tannehill deal is the new one. Uh, but you got eight quarterbacks, which is a quarter of the league starters that are making $30 million. But that doesn't mean that those are the top 25% of quarterbacks. The quarterbacks that are making $30 million, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, who probably isn't in that top 25%, Kirk Cousins, who may be in the bubble, but probably not, at least in my opinion, maybe Will disagrees, um, Carson Wentz, Dak, well, Dak Prescott is going to make 31 and a half this year and Matt Ryan, who's probably right there as well, but maybe close to the bubble. But obviously you've got people like Patrick Mahomes who are only making a little over $4 million because he's on his rookie contract. Um, Kyler Murray also on a rookie deal made $8.8 8 Teddy Bridgewater making $21 million. 
Uh, Alex Smith making 23 and a half. Phillip Rivers making 25. Tom Brady only making 25 million. What was that, Tyler? I said Jimmy G, right? Jimmy G is at 27 and a half million. Yeah. And he may very well be over Prescott, too. Yeah, potentially, for sure. I mean, Matt Stafford, 27 million. So, quarterback salaries, you know, dollars paid doesn't equal production on the field. And I think that's a very easy concept to understand. But, Gary, if you're, and I'll throw this to you, if you're Jerry Jones, what's the highest you would go, go for Dak in terms of dollars? Per year? I think they already showed the highest they'd go. They yeah. said the five year, 175 mil. I think that's their. You think that's it? I don't think they want to go any higher. I don't think they want to touch that 45 mil a year that Dak's asking for. That's, that's absurd to ask for 45 million a year from that team because they're going to pay, they got to pay some people on that team down the line. Yeah. And, it's going to be it's going to be too tight. So they're really trying to manage their money right. And I think thirty five million a year is proper for Dak Prescott. And it's I don't know. It's you can it's like the same thing with Jameis. It's like you can say, hey, go see if you can go get that forty five mil somewhere else because we're not paying that here. And he probably won't be able to get that forty five mil somewhere else. Well, like I, I have a question for anybody else. else. Um, do you guys think Dallas made a, a mistake last year signing Elliott and, and a couple other players on the team instead of signing Dak when they no. could have? No. You got to pay those guys. You got to pay. I know, but they probably lost out on a chance to maybe get them at that 30 mil price, maybe a little bit lower. Yeah, they but also might not be convinced that they want him. Exactly. Because they can sit back and if Dak doesn't play or if Dak tries to hold out, do whatever, and they can just play Andy Dalton for a year or so, get some use out of him and then just get a quarterback in the draft sooner or later. So they're just going to take the same method that everyone else is doing. The Rams did it a few years ago. The Chiefs have done it. And we're going to see a lot of teams do it. Like the Dolphins are starting to do it right now. I just think it's insanity that, you know, Dak Prescott, who's not really, I mean, he's, he's good, but he's not great. He was also a fourth yeah. round pick. I mean, it just, it, I don't know. I just feel like 30 million. Yeah, I agree with you, Gary. I think that's the highest Dallas will go. Mm-hmm. But how much more do they have to go is really the question. And, and I don't know. Like I was saying earlier, I think Jerry Jones might do it if he's forced to. I mean, See, if there's no other quarterback on the market or anybody that's as good as Dak, I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. have to put a winning uh, team out on the field. I and mean, not, they've not done that for 20 years. <laughs> And that's usually the problem with the NFL QB market. It's usually the best guy on the market, regardless of how good he is in comparison to the actual players in the league. The best available quarterback will usually go for the highest ever. And kind of reset the market. And Jerry, I think, is trying to say, I'm not doing that this time. I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not going to see what happened in Minnesota with Kirk. I'm not going to – they're just not going to buy into it. And I, I respect that, honestly. Don't overpay for what you think is worth less than what the market says. I actually think it's a smart decision. Now yeah. there's a chance that say Dak walks at the end of the year and either finds a starting job elsewhere or doesn't and ends up in a situation very much like James Winston is in. And I'm not going to sit here and try to compare the two as quarterbacks, but maybe Dallas, you know, tests the waters in the draft and they take a quarterback in the first or second round. And that might work out for them. He might be good enough to, you know, maybe not win the Super Bowl for them single handedly, but can be a one part of the puzzle uh, that, that helps them get back into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. So, If Dak's ultimate goal here is to win a Super Bowl, where else, would he, or where else could he go that's a viable option to win a Super Bowl and still get that money and still get paid $35 million or more? 
Is there any other option? Because the NFC, because that NF, that division he's in right now is extremely volatile. We haven't, there hasn't been a repeat winner since forever. And so their chances of him getting to the playoffs this year are pretty high, I'd say. And then how do, you can't really go somewhere else and expect to win. I mean, the, and it's, you know, he's still under contract with the Cowboys for this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm we have no idea what it's going to look like next yeah. year. Uh, a couple teams that maybe come to mind, the Patriots might be looking for a quarterback next year. I don't know if they'd mm-hmm. be willing to pay Dak Prescott that amount of money. See, that's the thing. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, you know, this could be Drew Brees last season. Um, uh, the, the Detroit Lions might be moving on from Matt Stafford. Now, maybe that's not a destination to go try and go win a Super Bowl, but that also might not be his ultimate goal. His ultimate goal maybe, and rightfully so, to, uh, you know, uh, what does Marshawn Lynch say? Get your chickens or something like that. Yeah. Oh, but, well, oh yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I can't remember. But he that. might just try to be secure the bag. And if that's his goal, more power to him. But mm-hmm. it's really way too early to be kind of predicting what the quarterback landscape will be next offseason. Because a year ago, if you would have told me that Tom Brady was going to be leaving the Patriots and joining the Bucks and that Jameis Winston would be making barely a million dollars a season, uh, I would laugh at you. So. Well, I mean, any other last takes on on the on the Dak Prescott situation, guys? I agree with Tyler. Good, not great, <laughs> on yeah. Dak as a player, and that might make him worth thirty five million. That's yeah, exactly. That's why he's worth thirty five million because he's good, but not great. He should be getting paid. He's good enough to get paid, but not great enough to be the highest paid quarterback. But he's, if you get a good quarterback in the draft, you could win right away because then you can exactly. put all that money elsewhere. But, then, but there's a lot of tanking that goes into that one and a lot of unhappy Dallas fans not that necessarily. will not stand for it. I mean, not necessarily. A lot of losing, trust me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, Dallas but Cowboys know about losing. You could get a guy like like Jordan Love, you know, late in the first round or maybe someone even in the second round, but it is a gamble. They might suck. See, that's the thing. It's a less of a gamble if you get that higher pick like the Dolphins or the Bengals. You get that what you think is a better quarterback. It still is a gamble, player. though. I mean, yeah, no matter where you're taking it. So you, oh, yeah. if you think – and, and maybe there are options, you know, they just signed Andy Dalton. Maybe he's an option next year. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get a guy like Jameis Winston and you get him for cheaper because he wasn't a starter the year before. Yep. So somewhere uh, out there, there's a Dallas fan salivating over Trevor Lawrence right now. But you all, you've just got <laughs> so many pa- guys. That's the Patriots. Don't worry. <laughs> you've got maybe Mitch Trubisky. Now I hope they don't go after Mitch Trubisky. Well, I don't really care, but if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm sure you're not hoping for that, but there are quarterbacks out there on the market who will either, you know, there were backups this year that are more than capable of, of being starters. So Joe Flacco. <laughs> maybe now I'm actually starting to think it would be beneficial for the Cowboys to just cut their losses with, with Dak, move on, let him try to go get paid elsewhere. Yeah. The, he'll see he'll see that 45 mil is a bit too much. It's not gonna he won't get 45 mil. Exactly. And maybe that will bring him back to the table and maybe they'll take the 30 mil offer. Maybe he'll maybe he'll like Kate. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, and, and that was part of the thing with James Winston. I fully believe that if Tom Brady had chosen to go elsewhere, that James Winston would be back with the Bucks and probably making a lot more money than just a million dollars. Um, probably making thirty million. He probably would have signed a, a you know two-year deal between fifty and sixty million dollars. I don't know how much that would have been guaranteed, but just because Brady decided to go to the Bucks. It put Jameis Winston in a really, really bad situation. Maybe, maybe it works out for Jameis. Dak, Dak could just be doing the simple negotiating trick where he shoots really high and then expects them yeah. to kind of meet them in the middle. Maybe his number right now is 40 or 38, 39. So maybe he's playing us all and playing Jerry, but I don't know. 
Yep, I don't know as well. <laughs> All right, so we are back again with trivia on this week's Tomahawk Talk. Last week, we had the last dance. We had the uh, reigning champ, Gabe. We had Gianna, Gary, and Alex on. Alex came out on top after uh, six questions answered correctly. There were 12 questions on that round. Six questions cor- uh, answered correctly in a row to, uh, to win the uh, title. So we are playing this again on Kahoot. It's just an online platform for trivia. It's usually used in the classroom, but we found that it works here. So our contestants will be graded uh, based on one, if they get the answer correct. These are all multiple choice questions with four choices. But also if you uh, buzz in quicker, so the quicker you buzz in from when the question starts, you get up to a thousand points and it's, uh, you know, zero to a thousand points, zero if you get an incorrect answer, up to a thousand if you get it correctly. And then if you answer, I think it starts if you get three or four correct in a row, you start to get points for, for, you know, being on a hot streak. So that's how Alex was really able to pull away. Gary had like a five question streak. We answered the same amount of questions right. Yet Alex won because of the hot streak. Yeah, and so he finished on the hot streak. He had mm-hmm. a sick question hot streak, a little longer than Gary's, and then obviously you get points if you buzz in a little quicker as well. So this week, it's sports movie trivia. There are 10 questions. I created it. I'm hosting again, uh, and, and we're going to get this underway. I'm going to try to read off the questions and the choices as quickly as I can uh, while they're playing, and uh, let's, let's get this thing started. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. So we've got Gary, Alex, Will, and Tyler getting underway. All right. Tom Hawk Talk Sports Movie Trivia. Question number one. Which team did Rudy record a sack against in the film Rudy? Miami, Navy, USC, or Georgia Tech? Ooh. Wow. So we, when we demoed trivia earlier on, uh, we had one question. This is, we didn't do this quiz but where everyone answered differently. And that was the case again here. One selection for Miami, one for Navy, one for USC, and one correct response for Georgia Tech. Let's see who answered that one correct. Ooh. It was Will, 920 points. I believe it was their final game of the regular season. It Very was. Well. You guys want to know something? 24-21? I don't know. I may be botching that. You guys want to know something? What you got, Gary? I have never seen Rudy. Wow. That's why never we answered it correctly. That, uh, I assumed USC because Notre Dame. I knew Notre Dame he played for. I, I picked to, Miami because, you know. I, was I like, threw wow. USC in there as a curveball because yep, that's the like US, their rival. So. That was the bait for me, and I took it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Will at 920 points. Everyone else, big old goose egg on the leaderboard. Question two. Which sports film became the first to win the Oscar for Best Picture? Moneyball? Rocky? 42 or chariots of fire two correct responses for rocky one incorrect response for 42 and one incorrect response for chariots of fire let's see who moves up will stays in the lead and alex also gets this one right picks up 890 points will picks up over a thousand on this one picks up 1015 moves up to 1935 uh tyler and gary not a great start for you guys oh for two what's going on i never (laughs) expected to win this Movies are not my strong suit, man. I'll yeah, just admit either. that now. I know that some, was a tough but not one. all. That yeah, was probably that was, the toughest one. Yeah, I, I didn't think there may be a couple tricky ones. I also don't know Oscars that well either. You put so Sandlot in here, I'm gonna get it. Okay, because <laughs> that question specifically, even if you've seen the movies, you might not know that one. That one's mm-hmm. a little deeper. So exactly, it's probably all the right, best sports see. film ever, though. It it might be not for me personally, but it might be. I don't know. Blindside's pretty good. Blindside eh. is good. 
I like not 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 like Rocket. Yeah, I like the Blind Side, but it's there's it's also got its problems. It's just overly <laughs> emotional. Hey, yeah, Sandra Bullock. A little I don't bit know. As an adopted kid, I I something with Blind Side really sits. I emotional like dribble. I do like it. I do like it. All right, moving on. Question three. In A League of Their Own, what is the name of Madonna's character on the Rockford Peaches? Is it Linda Beans Babbitt, All the Way, Nay Mortabito, Betty Spaghetti Horn, or oh, Sally Shortstop Dempsey? Oh, I, I misclicked. I misclicked. <laughs> no correct responses for All the Way, May. I misclicked. Have you guys not seen A League of Their Own? Never no, I've seen it. I misclicked it, though. I accidentally clicked <sighs> the one under it. <laughs> Uh, who went, oh, so you went with Sally Shortstop? I mean, yeah, I accidentally clicked down. I wasn't really looking at my phone at the time. I was kind of just who, reading. Who else went with Sally Shortstop? I did. I went with Sally Shortstop. Yeah, all the way made it does make sense. If for Madonna, for sure. Uh, if you <laughs> yeah, watched exactly. any of the, uh, of the documentary last week, The Last Dance, you'd know uh, <laughs> yeah. Rodman. Oh. For sure. And if, her character in, in that film uh, very much the same way. So that was the correct answer. So no one. No points. I don't know. That one kind of disappointed me. A League of Their Own in my top four, like my Mount Rushmore, personal Mount Rushmore of sports movies. Such a good I movie. I haven't watched it in a while, but yes, great movie. I watched it about once a year, I think. Really? No yeah. crying in baseball. Question four. While filming Raging Bull, what did they use to depict blood during the boxing scenes? Chocolate syrup, ketchup, actual blood, or caro syrup? I know I got this wrong. I don't know. Two correct responses chocolate for chocolate syrup. syrup. So who who got this one right? I gotta ask. I got Will and Alex. So, I do you guys know this, or did you use process of elimination and educated guess, Alex? I just know it's kind of used sometimes. Yeah. No idea from this movie. I just kind of thought about it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Gary and I are just uh, just, boss. <laughs> yeah, we're just lame at this point. We've got none right. <laughs> Let's yeah, do golf trivia terrible. next week. <laughs> okay. No, I would be bad at that too. <laughs> all right moving on to the next question well I, we gotta see the leaderboards first so will stays in first place he's at 2685 but it looks like this is a two-horse race and alex is in it once again he's in second at 1725 tyler and gary were pretty much halfway through and you guys still with goose eggs that's not a good look at all. i'm just trying not to get blanked i'm doing my hardest out here all right let's move on to the next question number five what baseball film gave us the famous line if you build it he will come. The Sandlot, A League of Their Own, Moneyball, or Field of Dreams? Three correct ah. responses for Field of Dreams. One no. incorrect response. Not getting that one wrong. Wait, Tyler, you got that no. one wrong? I really have not seen a lot of sports movies. How have you not seen Field of Dreams, though? <laughs> Never seen that. Tyler, you're a baseball fan. I, I honestly thought Alex got that one wrong. I thought maybe he hasn't no. seen no. baseball no. movies. No, I've not no, seen it. Cool. I don't really watch sports movies. I'm, I'll be honest. Line there. But The Sandlot? I don't know. I just picked it. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Don't That's ask fine. me. That's fine. I didn't Three know correct which one responses for Field of Dreams. Obviously, the line comes from James Earl Jones. Well, not, but well, James Earl Jones gives it later yes. in the film, but also, uh, you know, the, uh, the voice uh, early on in the film. Uh, if I get one right, I will be very happy. It will be a successful week for me. So, And, and it led <laughs> Kevin Costner's character to, to build a field in the middle of Iowa, which there was supposed to be Major League Baseball played at. <laughs> This year, uh, this year, it was, but, the Yan- it was supposed to be the White Sox, and I think the Yankees, something like that. I don't think it was the White Sox. I mean, I don't know. I think it was supposed to be the White Sox. I mean, uh, wouldn't it make it sense? It I would mean, make yeah. sense. If it was the wouldn't White it make Sox. sense? <laughs> but then it also like brings back like memories of the Black Sox. Got to talk. Got to I mean, address that it. That was over a century ago. That was over a century. Can't ago. run from it. 
All right, let's look at the boards now after we get a pretty successful question. Um, Gary hops on the board. He's at 885 points. Alex gets another one, right? He's at 2,700. And just ahead of him is Will with 3,715 points. We are halfway through. We've got five questions remaining. Let's go on to question six. Tyler, I'm wishing you good luck. Number six, what is the name of the extraterrestrial theme park in the film Space Jam? Is it Loserland, Moron Mountain, Worthless World, or Misery Mountain? Three correct responses for Moron Mountain, Misery Mountain. There was one incorrect response. Uh, who, who's it gonna own up? And, uh, and, that was me. That was me. Really? Alex? Oh, yeah. really? Alex. Basketball. I, I'll admit to not seeing Space Jam in a very long time. And that one would kind of be the tricky one because they're both, you know, the mountain and, and Moron Mountain, though, is the correct answer. Tyler, congratulations. You're on the board. Man. Thank you. I've actually seen Space Jam. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Will is now on the hot streak. He's gotten three in a row, which means it might be harder to catch him now, especially with only four questions left. He's got, 4, hey, I'm at 675. You better watch points. out. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, you can keep chugging along. All right, moving on to the next question. In which U.S. state did the T.C. Williams Titans play high school football in the film Remember the Titans? Virginia, Maryland, Texas, or Georgia? All right, here we go. A uh, only one correct response. It was Virginia. Gary nails that one. Uh, again, Remember the Titans, on my personal Mount Rushmore of favorite sports movies ever. Two incorrect answers for Texas. This one was kind of uh, – the, the tricky one, because mm. most high school football movies or TV shows are based in Texas, but not Remember the Titans. So uh, uh, one incorrect response for Maryland, which is really close. They actually played some teams in Maryland. I think my dad wrestled against this high school when he wrestled up in Maryland. Huh. Um, but who, who uh, Gary, you got that one right? Oh, yeah. Did you just know that one? It was an educated guess. I knew it wasn't in like the deep south, but I knew it wasn't yeah. too far north. So I was just showing Virginia and Maryland. It was kind of a... 50-50 shot. All right. So Tyler's still sitting in last place at 675. Alex slides down to third at 2,700. Gary overtakes him in second place. He's at 2,805. And with just three questions to go, Will has got a, over a 2,000-point lead on Gary. He's got 4,840 points. Uh, but Gary's got three in a row. So if Will, I'm scared of Gary. Yeah, Gary I'm is coming in hot. Gary. Because if this streak lives, Will, you, might, you might not have anything you can do. <laughs> All right, let's go. Question eight. The baseball film Fever Pitch stars this pair of comedic actors, Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell, Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin, Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon, oh. or Sarah Silverman and Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Only one correct response. I Did you miss click, Will? I I miss I mess up with Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. Ah, I knew it. I knew that would get someone. Oh my. Oh. And, and Will, I'm sorry it happened to you, but I'm glad it happened to someone because <laughs> I threw that one in there. But Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon, the correct response. Fever pitch, uh, even though it's about the Red Sox, like my least favorite team in all of sports, I love this movie and I'll admit it. Uh, it's just a, a cute movie. It's, a, it's, like a, it's like a good rom-com for like guys to watch too, I think. Love this movie. I actually, I actually watched this movie during the quarantine. One of the only really? movies I watched is Fever Pitch. <laughs> it's one of the like few sports movies that that Eddie May likes to watch as well. So I always turn it on when I can because I know we both enjoy it a lot. But Will, 
You're in trouble, uh, man. There's only two cousins left. I am an artist of a choke job right now. <laughs> uh, it's not looking good for you. It's not looking good. So Gary gets that one correctly. He moved, He's still in second place, 3,960 points. Will, 4,840 points. Tyler still in last. Alex in third with not much hope of getting back into this one. But it's between Gary and Will. We've got two questions left. Will, if you get these right, you should hold on to win. Don't in tell theory. me that. In theory. <laughs> if you just get these last two right. I don't remember which ones these are and how hard they are. I think the last one's a little tricky, but we'll, we'll get to it. On to question nine. Which college football coach did not make an appearance in the film The Blind Side? Was it Nick Saban, Mac Brown, Ed Orgeron, or Lou Holtz? Two correct – or only one correct response for Mac I swore Brown. It was, I swore it was Lou Holtz, man. Not Lou Holtz. How can you forget Lou Holtz being in there? I don't know. I mean, him and Coach L. Those are like the two most unmistakable voices in college football. Uh, but who got who got Mac Brown? Oh no, it was Gary. Gary is a Texas hot on did the trail. not come a knocking. <laughs> Will, who did you go with? I see. I don't even remember that movie. I saw it once, so I went with what? Coach O. Oh man, Coach O was in it when he was at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, now I remember. But yeah, and I thought that might trick some people because he wasn't at LSU at the time, and that's really when he's rose and risen to become a household name for not even non-college football fans. Um, but yeah, Coach o was in the movie uh, and, and was part of, of his recruitment to Ole Miss. So. Delivered an amazing line in it too. He was, he was, I'm really shocked they got Saban in that movie. Mm-hmm. Because like, I feel like, I know he does like an Aflac commercial, but he doesn't do much outside of football and, you know, hanging out on the lake with uh, Miss Terry. <laughs> but I'm really shocked they, they got him into that movie. Um, but yeah, Mac Brown is correct. Yep. I, I, I am nervous for you, Will, to look at this leaderboard. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm confident question. in my ability in this last question. <laughs> I know, but we got to look at the leaderboard. It might be out of your hands. Oh, oh, I'm in second. All right, here we go. Gary yeah. back in first place. 5,150 points. Will got 4,840. Looks like you're going to need Gary to get this one wrong. And you to get this one right. Looks like it's out of your hands now. Yeah. What are, what are you What are you feeling going into this last question? I'm I'm confident. You, I'm confident. confident. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see how it goes. Gary was the first champion on Tomahawk Talk Trivia. He lost his title. Was it? Did A I beat you ago. first? It no. It was it Gabe or was it, no? Was no, it I think I beat you. It was you. No, it went Gary. It went Gary, and then the next week it was a three way tie. Between me, Gary, well, Gary and I once defended it and then tied, and then we, we, yeah. we let him hold on to it. I just can't I, remember I who it was. It may have been you, Brett. Yeah, but I only held it for like a week because then Gabe came in and won. Yeah, that may have been it. And now it's been a while. Gary, it's been a long time. A chance to to bring the belt back. I know I made that uh, I photoshopped you on a Chris Jericho's face with the world heavyweight <laughs> title. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you can win it here. It looks like all you need to do is get it right. Mm-hmm. But will. No pressure, Gary. To, you know, you know. Hey, I, Will, there's I actually was, less pressure on you. I was about to say, there's more pressure on Will, actually, because I didn't get any right at the start. I think I missed the first four. But right now, I've, Will is I've at the point. I've missed the last four. Will is at I the point I missed the first now. four. I admit it, I wasn't, I'm not great at movie trivia. If we're talking <laughs> about how many people have missed, I've missed the most by far. <laughs> yeah, so. you've only gotten one right, Tyler. Yes, did you guess right. or did you know? No, I knew. I knew that okay. one. Okay. All right. Let's see if you can get question 10. You know, All right, here hurt, we go. Doesn't hurt to try. Here we go. The final question. All right. In what year was the game plan starring Dwayne Johnson released? 2007, 
2009, 2010, or 2015. Two yes. correct responses for yes. the game plan. I never saw Alex that. Alex and Tyler? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Alex and oh, Tyler, yes. which is very Big game plan fan. Big game plan fan. Um, I've never seen the movie in my life, but I guessed, and I got it right. I've seen the movie a lot. I just didn't little know. Little girl, I think she's allergic to cookies or something. And No, um, the, the Rock is allergic to peanuts, yes. I think. Yes. No, no, the little girl, man. That's, they that's both when we know. Oh, I know. Yeah, he is right. Father. He is right. Yeah. Oh, that's he, right. He's running with her down the street to the house. Aren't they both allergic to it? No, The Rock isn't allergic to anything. I think it's just his daughter. No, there's the scene where he's at practice and he can't talk because he had the allergic maybe, reaction. Okay, so maybe they both are. I haven't seen it in a while, but yes, I do know the basic premise of this movie. <laughs> and then yeah, have, he saves her at the end. Yeah. I have no clue what you're talking about right now. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. It's, a Disney Go watch movie. It. it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it there. <laughs> Is it on Disney Plus? Alex, movie night. We're watching movie the game night, plan. game plan. Let's do it. Dwayne, uh, last but, night you were watching Pinocchio, so we can watch the game plan. The Rock plays for generic Boston team number one. Yeah, he <laughs> uh, wears you know, one. the lack of air butt in these questions is really disturbing. I don't, uh, I don't know what movies you're watching, Brad, but Air Bud is an absolute classic. I was if, if I'm being honest, I never thought about putting Air Bud on here. But Alex, yeah, you coming in dog. third place with three thousand four hundred seventy points. Will, you come in second with 4,840. And our new champion, once again, Gary Putnick, 5,150 points. You only answered half the questions correctly, which I'll be honest, it's a little disappointing. I feel like I would have killed this, but again, I wrote the questions. So, Gary, despite only answering half the questions right, you're the champ again. And despite doubting your, your, yourself when it comes to sports movie trivia, you pulled it off, so I, I, I'm proud of you, Gary. You know, you're back as the champ. We don't have to keep having guys like Gabe and Alex, you know, on week after week after week. Uh, we can bring in some some fresh blood, and I think mm-hmm. it might be time for me to hop back in again. Let's do it. I mean, I just need to create some adversity for myself by giving, uh, putting myself down that far at the beginning, and then I was able to fight back, and it was easy. <laughs> like insert Michael uh, Michael Jordan. Let's just say I took it personal. Yeah, I took it personally. Yeah, you just said throwing. You just said throwing questions about the Oscars. Like, what the heck does this guy know? <laughs> and now, and that pissed Gary off. Yep. <laughs> All right, that just... that is going to do it for this week's episode of Tomahawk Talk. Gary is our champion. We talked the match 2.0. We talked Dak Prescott as well as a number of other NFL quarterbacks. Um, but if you are listening to this as a podcast, if you subscribe to the podcast you'll get all episodes of tomahawk talk downloaded directly to your device after we upload them and if you're listening all live on wvfs tallahassee uh, thank you for tuning in we hope to be back live on air as soon as it is safe to do so uh, but for will morton tyler phillips alex DePriest, and gary putnick i'm brett rutherford and this was tomahawk talk on wvfs tallahassee the voice of florida state